Tonight is a night of new beginnings. Tonight is the hinge of human history. Christmas, the year of our Lord, 2021. In human history, years have usually been dated by the reign of kings or the founding of empires. Jesus was born in the reign of Caesar Augustus, the first emperor of Rome. And years used to be numbered from the date of his birth, the birth of the Caesar. In fact, nine years before Jesus was born, a decree was written in stone declaring a new calendar based on the year of the emperor's birth. You can still read the stone inscription today. It's in Berlin. The inscription declares that the birthday of the Emperor Augustus was the beginning of the good news, literally the gospel, for the world. That Augustus, the emperor, was a god sent by providence as a savior to usher in a new era of peace and salvation. His calendar lasted for a time, but no one today dates their calendars from the year Augustus was born. Because on this night, a true king was born, a true Lord of Lords and King of Kings, a true Savior born to usher in a new era of peace and salvation. And he still reigns. It's written on every calendar Christmas, AD 2021, AD Anno Domini. Latin for year of our Lord. The 2021st year of the new era of our true king. And tonight we celebrate the 2021st birthday of our king. And across the world, no matter where you go, every year is now measured by this night. The night the king of kings was born. And every calendar testifies that Jesus is Lord. Every calendar is a Christmas card. Some people try to avoid it, of course. You know, some people try to say common era, you know, CE instead of AD. Maybe you see that in your school books. But we know the truth. The common era is common because at last the human race has a common king. The Lord Jesus born this very night. And even when the world denies his reign, every year affirms it. Every calendar preaches his name. He is the common king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And tonight is when it all began, the new era. And it begins in the most unlikely of ways. It begins with a census Caesar Augustus, the first emperor of Rome, had subdued the known world and defeated Rome's enemies, the Pax Romana, the great peace of Rome. And then he decided that the world needed to be counted. His world needed to be counted. You know, the purpose of a census, at least then, was to measure your power. It's to count what's yours. How many people do you have? How many people can you tax? How many fighting men are at your disposal? 
Your empire is as strong as the number of those within it. Like counting up the bills in your wallet or the poker chips on your table. The census tells the emperor his leverage, your power. You count what's yours. And so Caesar Augustus decides to count the whole earth. The world is his, so he thinks. But little does he know that in his prideful counting of all his subjects, he just so happens to count the Son of God, the King of Kings, the King of all creation. The prideful man who claims to be a God, has it inscribed in stone, now claims God himself as his subject. But this is how our true king comes, and the new era begins. How he begins to conquer every human heart. He comes in humility. And this is strange. Because great kings are born in palaces. But the king of kings can't even find room in an inn, and so is born in a stable. Great kings are raised in comfort, but the king of kings is placed in a manger, a trough for livestock to feed. Great kings have heralds and messengers and courts and fame and status, and the king of kings enters his creation with, and no one takes notice. It's almost like it's all too much for the angels. You know, they just can't bear it. It's kind of like that friend who's trying to tell a joke and is so excited about the punchline they can't resist delivering it too early. Or like the friend who's dying to call to talk to you about the Colts game, but you're watching it on delay, and so he's just dying to, to call you. It's like the angels can't wait for the punchline. They can't wait for the game to all play out. They can't hold back their joy because they see what's happening. They see all of human history coming to a head that God is finally entering his creation. They know who this is, this baby in a stable, in a manger. And they just have to tell somebody. So God lets them celebrate just a little bit. They don't get to go to the rich and powerful to announce the good news. They don't get to write the message in stone in some market. They go to humble shepherds, keeping watch over their flock. Do not be afraid, they tell them. For behold, I proclaim to you the good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, you shepherds, who is Christ and Lord. The angels know the secret, that the King of Kings has come at last, that God has entered his creation, that this baby is unlike any other baby. He is the true King that our race has been waiting for, hoping for all this time. And he comes to do what no earthly king could do. He comes to save us from our sins, to conquer death and shame. The rejection from the inn, the birth in a smelly stable, the lying in a manger, 
They all point to how he will do it. The true king will lower himself down to raise us up. The rejection from the inn and the smelly stable point to how he will meet us in our shame, in the depths of our conscience, where we feel most unworthy to dwell with God. He will meet us there, where we hide from the sight of God, and he will heal us. Our king will ask us to give us his sins, that he may carry them to the cross for us. Our king himself, this child, will pay the price for our redemption. And the manger, the feeding trough of livestock, that points to how he will feed his subjects, how he will sustain us, his flock, by giving us his very self, his body and his blood in the Holy Eucharist. This is the greatness of our King, the King who lays down his life out of love for his subjects to conquer our hearts that we might reign with him forever. The child born today has done what no earthly king could do, conquered our sins, destroyed our death, united the human race, given us the medicine of immortality, and a reason to hope and to love despite the cost, even if it costs us our very lives. So tonight, indeed, is a night of new beginnings. And tonight, the angels, the same angels that couldn't hold back their joy with the shepherds, they come to you. They can't hold back their joy any more than they could that first Christmas. They're burning to share the good news with you. Do not be afraid, they say. This good news of great joy is for you because tonight a Savior is born for you. Do not be afraid and do not doubt it. Do not feel unworthy or turn away. Let this be a sign for you. He is lying in a manger. He is coming now to be your food in the Eucharist. He is born for you in a stable. He is waiting for you with his mercy in the confessional. Be numbered in his census. Be numbered in his kingdom. Because tonight is the night of new beginnings, the angels say. Whatever your yesterday, however you have served your king in the past, tonight is a new beginning. Tonight, a new hope is held out for you yet again. A new peace and a new joy. It's not too late to be enrolled in his census. Turn in your soul and ask Mary to let you hold your king. She trusts you. You can hold him. She will put him in your arms. And giving him back to his humble mother, Kneel down and give your king your fealty. Pledge him your life, your sacred honor. And this is what will happen when you do. A new hope will dawn in your soul, a new peace, a new joy. 
Because he, the king of kings, is now your king. And if you ever forget it, just check your calendar and check your soul. Because this is the year of our Lord. Our Lord reigns, and his kingdom will have no end.